he can do whatever a spider can. He can spin a web any size and he catches thieves, you guessed it Alex, just like flies. If you haven't guessed it already, we once again are talking about your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, specifically the Amazing Spider-Man series that stars Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Of course, as you all may know, before we can get anything interesting in the show, we have to do our favorite part of the show, the news. I don't know if our favorite part is what I would describe it as. It's certainly, you know, the traditional opener. And I would say, I mean, there have been some exciting discussions in the past. I'll say favorite. Why not? I don't know if the audience would agree with that, but who cares? I did open it with the most interesting part of the show in a sardonic tone. Ah, yes. There you go. There you go. Sardonic. Good word. We're using some good words today. Ladies and gentlemen, Keep it egomaniacal. I was about to say, be listening for some very interesting words. Me and Dave's are clearly feeling it today in terms of the uh, good vocabulary. Anyway, on to the movie news. Quite a bit to discuss today, actually. I'm really glad because, like, two weeks ago we had a very... I mean, I guess the best word you can use is slow news day, and it was kind of boring, and now a lot more. So today, which is the day we're recording this episode, not the day you are listening most likely, no, actually, definitely not, is the 25th anniversary of the original Space Jam, starring Michael Jordan. Which I really look forward to the one day finally seeing the sequel because I've not seen it yet, Davis. I don't. I don't know. plan on seeing it anytime soon. I figured. I figured not. I I myself have not seen it, and I really didn't want to. But I think it'd be an interesting to compare one bad movie, bad at being relative to another. But yeah, 25th anniversary of Space Jam, and then moving on. Space Jam is the original is not bad. I mean, get over it, yourself. It's, some of it's a little dumb. Oh, a little dumb. I can half the movies you like have stuff that are a little dumb in it. If that if that's all that whoa, constitutes a movie being bad. Oh, do you like Armageddon? Yeah. Don't you like? Okay, okay. I oh, take it oh, back. I take it back. I take yeah. It back. I take, hey, look, look, look. Okay. Space Jam's awesome. I, I like space. Okay, I do. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'll admit. Walk that back. I don't like Newman being in the movie, but I like it. Hello, Newman. Yeah, he's not Newman. He's I don't remember what his name his is. His name's Wayne Knight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that? Newman. But that's not what they call him in the movie, though. He has a different name. Different movie. name in the movie. Um. But anyway, moving on to things that I'm excited for. Reels and concept art were released for the Kenobi series, which will be starring Hugh McGregor and Hayden Christensen, among others. And the concept art shows Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader fighting, which again begs the question of, didn't they meet for the first time since Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope? Nobody really knows. We're going to figure that out, I'm sure. And some sketch drawings of Hugh McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm kind of excited for it. I know there's some Star Wars fatigue going around. We talked about it Uh I think a few episodes ago, but I'm excited for it. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's gonna be cool. What do you think, Dan? I don't care. I mean, really? like, I love Obi Wan Kenobi. I love Ewan McGregor, but like, uh, I'll probably watch this a while after it comes out. Interesting. Interesting. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I think that's a fair point. Um, moving on to more Disney Plus news because that's literally all that we have in terms of media nowadays. Is Disney Plus releasing more stuff? She Hulk trailer was released, or She Hulk She Hulk teaser trailer was released. I'm not gonna lie. It looks kind of meh. I just, maybe that's MCU fatigue for me. I'm not sure. But, I mean, it's difficult for me to get excited for anything Hulk-related after the, ah, yes, Professor Hulk storyline kind of tanked all of his momentum. Again, I would say another character that did not come out of Endgame and Infinity War saga with any sort of momentum, I would say. Specifically, I think Hulk above everybody else. Thor had some, but Hulk, nothing. And I just, I don't know. It just feels like a lot of the same stuff over and over again. Very formulaic. Wouldn't you agree? Of course. I mean, I another thing I don't care. I haven't watched Loki yet, even though I've heard it's very good. Yeah, I haven't either, I actually. don't care to watch it. Actually, I do kind of care to watch it. But, like, I, 
M- only, There's no urgency. Only MCU thing I want to watch anytime soon is the Spider-Man movie. Yep, exactly, and that's because it's going to be featuring two form. I mean, possibly, two, possibly. That I'll actually get to a quote about that a little later in uh, the show. So yeah, I, I completely agree. And then you know, on top of that, the Moon Knight tre- teaser trailer was also revealed. Snapshots of the suit seem pretty cool. And Oscar that's Isaac one thing is I'm always interested in. That's true. And Oscar Isaac again. I like, I'll watch I love Oscar anything Isaac. he's in. He's top tier. We know this. We know this. We've seen. I mean, we talk about it in Dune. He's he's just that dude, and he's great. Um, and then Ridley Scott also had a quote. This is I'm going to say it in full. Superhero movies in scripts are not any expletive. Good. Uh oh. They're superhero movies, so why don't the superhero movies have better stories? Most are they are mostly saved by special effects, that, and that's becoming boring for everyone who works with special effects. If you've got the money, so yet another director who is going out against essentially comic book movies, and I would say more specifically the MCU, because the DCEU is in such a mess. I don't think you could call it formulaic at this point. I think, well, yeah, the 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 Marvel universe is really not going for any. Uh, lasting storytelling. They're just going for the. They found their formula. They're going for it. And like the Wanda Vision or the the Multiverse of Madness might be the first one to break the mold in a while. And even then, I'm not confident it will. Because yeah. I mean, like superhero movies don't often have to be the same. Comics aren't all the same. And obviously, there's superhero movies that that Spider-Man Two, one of the most influential uh, superhero movies, has a lot of emotional weight to it. And doesn't doesn't have its own formula. True. If if I may be so bold in an assessment on that, is it fair to say that the part of the formulaic nature of the MCU is the fact that we have seen in the past a lot of anger towards comic book movies straying from the path? You said, quote, they don't have to be necessarily so comic accurate, but as we see with the movies that we're about to discuss, when they aren't, the fans get angry. And the fans I mean the don't fans go. are gonna get angry about everything. That's true, that's true, but They'll get angry if you. They'll angry if you get cast a person of color in a in a role that's white in the comics. That is true, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that I, they do I would, that every single time. I, I I would agree. The anger there is certainly misplaced. I would I would say absolutely. They get angry about everything. That's so true. whatever that's you fair. do, I think creative licenses need to be made. I think speaking on Amazing Spider-Man, creative licenses were made about with Peter Parker, and I don't hate them all. Mm. But yeah, that, not not a segue yet. We still have more. I was about to say we still we still have more, and we'll definitely be discussing that. Uh, other news: Leonardo DiCaprio in final talks to play cult leader Jim Jones. Oscar movie about to be here. Jim Jones. Oh, of course, you're changing your tone. Is, I remember when I mentioned it the other day, you said it was Oscar bait. I, I'm, okay, I I didn't, mean, I I didn't mean that in a negative context. I just meant it's a guaranteed nominee. Is what I meant. I did not mean it in the negative context. Sometimes used. And for those who don't know, Jim Jones was the in, in the 1970s was a leader of a cult and convinced his followers to commit a revolutionary suicide with over 900 members drinking cyanide laced grape. Flavor Aid, where the term "drink the Kool Aid" comes from, Jones never officially used that because it was off-brand Kool Aid, essentially. And yeah, it was the biggest collective loss of American life until 9/11. Actually. I've also I was reading something the other day. I'm not sure how true it is that, like the report that they all drank it themselves, isn't entirely true. That there's reports com- that there were reports coming out that not many people know about that like they were forcibly being given it and so, some people were getting like shot and stuff. N- yes, yeah, so there there were rumors of that as well. Again, no, there's no official, um, like report on it because there's so many conflicting reports on what exactly happened. But I've read that story as well. Is the fact that there were some who were willing, but also Jones did it to prove a point, and there were some people who were forced to, and some people did get shot. As far as I'd heard, again, I don't have any confirmed information on that, but. This is going to be an awesome movie if Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be playing that. To be quite frank, the term I'm going to say is villain. 
I mean, maybe that's maybe that's too harsh of a term, but I don't think it is in my opinion. And I think I'll say Oscar bait not as in a negative context, but strictly is in it like an auto? Is it a pick about his life or what is it? About? I don't know. I'm imagine it's it's strictly going to be like. Do you see the show Waco? Mm-mm. That was uh, a I know, show I that about, focused on David Duke, and it wasn't necessarily a biopic as much as it was just when they created the whole uh, the Branch Davidians. That's not that wouldn't be David Duke. No, sorry, David Duke is sorry. No, that David Duke is the is the wrong name. Actually, I apologize for that one. I got David that, Koresh. David Koresh. I'm so sorry. I got that confused. My mistake on that one. David Koresh and the and the Branch Davidians, a cult he led in Waco, Texas. My mistake on. They messing up the name there. I didn't even realize it until you looked at me strange. I was like, did I do something wrong? And it yeah. turns out I, I did. My bad. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm not going to lie. Like, when Leo's in the movie, it's good. The only, Again, we, we talked about this. The only one he's kind of not been in that's good is J. Edgar. Which is I still haven't of, seen that. Which I haven't seen that either, but I heard it wasn't good. That's all, that's all I have to say. And then last two bits of news. Henry Cowell news, actually, a two-part here. He wants to join the MCU as Captain Britain. Mm. And... On top of that, on playing Superman, he said, quote, there is still a lot of storytelling for me to do as Superman. And I would absolutely love the opportunity. So he still wants to be involved in Superman. I think he's a great Superman. We we talked about that with our DCEU episode. Uh, despite all the controversy with DC, we like Henry Cavill as Superman. And we liked his portrayal of Superman. I liked the suit. I liked the music. I liked the visual effects were awesome. Whole thing. Whole nine. Really an amazing uh, portrayal of the character, and probably my favorite one that's ever been done on the big screen, in my opinion. And that includes Christopher Reeve, no disrespect, man, whatsoever. And then finally, this leads right into our movie, uh, movies that we were discussing. Tom Holland said, quote, Maguire and Garfield are not coming back. People are going to have to believe me at some point. Do you believe him, Davis? No. <laughs> I've seen so many leads. I was about to say, Davis, had, Davis has his finger on the pulse of my Instagram. The- my Instagram... The Explore page is literally just all Spider-Man leaks Good at this Lord. point. Like, I, 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 I don't want it to be. My Instagram Explore has a lot of issues, I, I think. It'll give you some terrible threads to go down. I, w- I would concur I with that. I saw one today that uh, there's a, like a paparazzi photo of Tobey Maguire out in public. He has the same haircut as the leaked photo of him Whoa. as Spider-Man. Whoa. And then what? Like, there's the one where he took a photo with the dude in Central Park, and the guy claims that he whispered, I'm in the movie. And no, then- the guy was like, hey, I can't wait to see you. He's like, yeah, I'm in it. Something like that. Yeah, 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 or whatever. And then and then Andrew Garfield's like, I'm not, guys. Trust me. And everyone's like, we don't believe you. Well, no, he's changed his tone now. He says, we'll have to see. Uh-oh. He's no longer denying it. Uh-oh. He's just saying, we'll see. Uh-oh. So, very exciting. And we'll be reviewing that one with our first episode when we get back from Christmas break because the movie will be coming out on over Christmas break. And we'll be reviewing the Tom Holland series of... Homecoming, Far From Home, and then No Way Home. That'll be our first episode in early January, actually. Looking forward to doing that one. And complete our Spider-Man series, which includes now the Amazing Spider-Man, I can't say trilogy, I'll say series, because there are only two of them, The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And before we talk about these movies themselves, let's talk about exactly how they all got made. Because development of the film really began when Spider-Man 4 was canceled in January of 2010. So essentially... The way the whole process worked is Sam Raimi was trying to work a new script, and James Vanderbilt was brought in to write the film. And what they found is, at least according to these reports that I read, they didn't have any really good ideas for the film. Which, of course, as we as Davis read off the uh, the initial plans for it with Mysterio and everything being Bruce Campbell in that we talked about in our Raimi trilogy, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But according to my, the reports that I read. 
Raimi and Vanderbilt just couldn't come up with a cohesive script. So instead, Columbia Pictures decided to take over and reboot the franchise with the same production team along with the script as well. And then during pre-productions, the main characters were cast. New designs were introduced from the comics, such as artificial web shooters. And it worked from there. And they brought in a bunch of people to score and write and direct. And essentially, it came immediately at the end of Spider-Man 4's development. So I know it's technically five years from Spider-Man 3, but the developments really coincided with each other, with um, essentially Raimi and them working on it, Raimi leaving the project, Vanderbilt staying on, and essentially rewriting the script yet again. And that's how we got The Amazing Spider-Man, starring Andrew Garfield, a reboot of the franchise and a retelling of the origin story we had seen only 10 years earlier with Tobey Maguire in Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man film, just titled Spider-Man. So getting into the cast and crew before we get into our more critical opinions of the film, or maybe less so critical. The cast stars Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker and Spider-Man, Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, Reese Ifans as Dr. Curtis Connors slash The Lizard, Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy, Campbell Scott as Richard Parker, Irfan Khan as Rajit Ratha, that is essentially he he basically is Norman Osborn's mouthpiece, I would say. he He's... he's one of the leaders at Oscorp, but essentially works to connect Norman Osborn and Dr. Connors. Osborn does not show up on screen. However, he is hinted and alluded to frequently. We'll talk about that, actually, a bit later. Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben and Sally Field as Aunt May. This was directed by Mark Webb. His directorial debut was shortly before this with 500 Days of Summer, starring just Gordon Levitt and Zoe Deschanel, if you haven't seen that one. And the screenplay and story was from Steve Cloves, Alvin Sargent, and James Vanderbilt. I mentioned again, Vanderbilt was hired by Raimi to write the Spider-Man 4 film with Raimi, but was then kept on afterwards. And composed by James Horner, who has done a lot of movies people will recognize. Titanic, Apollo 13, Braveheart, and Avatar. And this was actually Horner's last official score. He passed away in 2015. So this was the last movie he ever composed for. And I gotta say, in my opinion, a pretty good score in in a lot in a lot of ways. Uh, speaking about Sally Fields or Sally Field, you just mentioned yes. as a little bit of a sneak peek into the the issues with the production of this movie. Only reason she was in this was as a favor to the producer, and she described it as quote ten pounds of expletive I can't say oh in a five pound bag whoa Uh-oh. and like she talked about how she didn't have a lot of script to go off of and she just kind of winged it. And yeah, th- this this again, it. and I think I think something you can see at least, and and a believable thing in my opinion, uh, comes with the first thing I mentioned earlier, the fact that Spider-Man Four was sort of torpedoed the Tobey Maguire Raimi uh, Spider-Man Four because they could not put together a script that they were confident in, and I think you see that as well in the fact that Spider-Man was one of the more popular movies or movie series at the time, but it had been done, and a lot had been done, a lot of I mean, a lot of what they're doing in this movie had already been done before. So, you know, how creative can you get, right? Like, even you want to talk about Batman Begins with Christopher Nolan. That was seven years after the last Batman film. Not a big gap. And Batman's been around in pop culture for eternity, essentially. But the idea being that um, the the creative juices were almost fried amongst people because how can you come up with something that hasn't been done before? What do you change? I mean, even Gwen Stacy showed up at random in Spider-Man 3. And, again, she was not, I think, comparable in her in terms of role compared to this character at all. Not at all. I mean, she appeared for a very brief moment, same with Captain Stacy. But a lot of it had already been done before. And I think you saw that with, again, 
where's the script? Because I think, honestly, I think they improved quite a bit. And Mark Webb actually talked about it. He allowed a lot of improvisation and a combo between having the script and letting people like Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield improvise a lot of their things. But Davis, what did you think of this film in terms of how it sets of restarting and just the film overall and how it compares to previous Spider-Man movies? Because we're going to have to make those comparisons anyway. So with this one, I used to watch this one a lot. Mm. Not as much as Spider-Man 1, 2, or 3, I'd say. But I had seen this one quite a few times as a kid. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the suit. Just get that right off the bat. I like I like that they showed like the DIY version of it. Like it's obviously like more put together, more more reasonably put together by a kid. Which even then, you could always say it looks a little too well. But he is a genius based off the movies. Uh, I do like they went back to the web shooters. It's very very interesting, and I like this. I like really I, like, I really like seeing how he built it all. Like how it kind of broke down. He's looking at the leotards. And like how it, yeah, I really liked all that. But as a movie overall, I think it has a lot of issues. It's a little uh, redundant since we already knew the uh, origin of Spider-Man from like what only eight years ago at that point. Uh, it has a lot of issues, but I will say this movie's decent overall for me. I gotta be honest with you, I did not like it. I really, I, I tried to go with open mindset, and this was one I remember watching in the past, and I remember liking it to be quite honest, and. I didn't like it at all. I really didn't. I, I tr- There were moments that I did, but overall, I didn't. But before I get into that, so you said your problem was with the suit. What was exactly your problem? Is it comic the accuracy eyes. or the like- eyes? No, it's not. It's not even the comic accuracy. It just doesn't look that good to me. The eyes and like how, how like the blue comes, like ha- how the crotch area looks with the. Uh, I mean, that's the best way to describe it. Like that's the fair. red and that's the blue fair. coming that's together fair. in that area. It looks weird. It looks like it. I can't explain it. It just doesn't look as good as like the Tobey Maguire one or even the Tom Holland. I think one. that's fair. I think one thing is it's not nearly as vibrant. But the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two suit, I do quite enjoy. It is probably considered the most comic accurate of all Spider-Man suits we've seen so far. We'll get to that one, of course, uh, a little bit later. I just, Davis, I just didn't enjoy a lot of this movie, and I tried to. And the one thing I want to talk about is the origin story because I think that's that this movie is an origin, right? It is. It is the origin story of how Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man, and the problem is. We've seen the origin story before, right? We had seen it 10 years earlier with Tobey Maguire. Now, it's not at all the same. I would say, well, there are some points that overlap, but they're both very different. But the fact that it takes nearly an hour, just over an hour, actually, to get to him becoming Spider-Man is a problem for me. And just going down the list, honestly, to be quite honest, I think the origin is complete garbage. I'm just going to talk it through, and you you, you tell me if, I, if, I'm, if I'm overstepping here at any point. Oh, you're not going to, because I also have all that written down, too. But I, I wrote it like simply, let's talk about that origin story. So initially, it's all because he gets upset at Uncle Ben, because Uncle Ben invokes his father, right, and invokes his father's advice, which honestly was one of the most heavy-handed, with great power comes great responsibility lines I've ever heard. You fumble the bag. The guy Wait, from the original one's so much better. Your, your father lived by a certain philosophy that if, if you could help people, you had a responsibility to do that. And I was like... Which, I like, okay, so is With Great Power Comes Great Responsibility a comic thing, or is that, like, specifically the Raimi trilogy made it popular? Do you know? I, I don't. Could you, could you research that for a second? Because I've been trying to figure it out. Because this movie sticks to it so much, almost, that it kind of irks me. Because, like, I understand it, but, like, that's almost going to what a movie established rather than what the comics established. But maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it is a comic book thing. I just don't remember it being one from what I've heard. Did you find anything on that? I'm still looking. You got to give me a minute. So, essentially, it's a very heavy-handed, with great power comes great responsibility, without saying with great power comes great responsibility. And he's angry about it, so Peter runs off, and he slams the door, and the glass breaks, which I'll admit, I liked that scene. I liked 
him not knowing his own strength because that's kind of a thing that's delved into a bit in the comics, so I've heard, and I think it's an interesting concept, is how does a kid handle the fact that he has the power to catch a bus? You know, the, the strength to catch a bus, the strength to lift all these things up so effortlessly. And it shows in the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing when he slams that door. I like that. All right. So, so in Amazing, Fa- Amazing Fantasy number 15 in 1962, not a character does not say it. The narrator at the end of the story says this, And a lean, silent figure slowly fades into the gathering darkness, aware at last that in this world, with great power, there must also come... Dash, dash, great responsibility. Okay. That's so how Spider-Man's it, walking into the alley, if I remember correctly. So it is a uh, it is a comic thing. And it okay, also, it's, apparently it's from the Bible, which oh. I think Stan Lee got it from. Sounds right. Uh, the adage uh, particularly bears a close resemblance to the Christian Bible verse of the parable of the faithful servant. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been trusted with much, much more will be asked. Okay, okay. So... I'll, I'll dial it back. In the it has a long back. history before Spider-Man, but it was—it still was very heavy-handed to me. Just say it then. Don't don't ev- evoke it without scent. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was kind of cheap. The oh, uh, he lived by a certain philosophy. You know, like Superman that. said in 1948. Whoa! First episode of the 1948 serial, Superman, Whoa. Clark Kent. Wow! So by his foster father, because of your great powers, your st- speed and strength, your X-ray vision and super sensitive hearing. You have a great responsibility. Whoa! Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. And because Grant also said it in a memoir. There's a okay, long this, history of this. I'm, lore, I wasn't lying. Good lore for this line. I like it. But that still makes me, I still don't like the fact that it's very, oh, uh, he lived by a certain philosophy, did you know? No, I didn't like that at all. So anyway, back to the origin. So Peter runs off, and he... he I, I do want to say something before you go on, since you're talking about Martin Sheen. I don't hate the casting of Martin Sheen. I think Martin Sheen, does, Martin Sheen has a very uncle presence, and I I like what he was trying to go for, but I think the lines that I they gave him the, weren't... the character was written for yeah. Which is which is the case for a lot of the amazing act because this is a very well casted film. Sally Field and Martin Sheen are top of the line. I mean, if if you were asking me in twenty eleven, I mean, asking me, I, I didn't know who they were in twenty eleven, but say asking me now, Art, who would I want to cast as Uncle Ben M A without thinking? These would be two people honestly that would come to mind because I think they are great actor and actress. I think Martin Sheen could have also done well in the Raimi Spider Man. As Uncle Ben, I agree. But I honestly, think the person they had, I can't remember his name. Honestly, would have casted Martin Sheen as, uh, as Norman Osborn. I'm just saying he 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 has like he has an uncle vibe, but also I've seen West Wing and like yeah, he I mean, can be yeah. a very commanding. Most Hawk, Ergo, Proctor Hawk. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, so but anyway, I, I would agree. The lines are very. It's he's almost trying to be too funny. Like it's like oh haha because it's good with the MCU established, and I get it. It it, it sort of at that time. And there's kind of that pressure to match that. But I think he is too funny. Anyway, so Peter goes and he's running away. Not running away. He's like just, you know, getting some air. And he goes to buy some milk at this convenience store. And he doesn't have enough money. And what am I supposed to feel in this scene, Davis? Am I supposed to feel bad that poor Peter doesn't have enough no, money? No, it's just he's two cents short and the guy won't sell it to me. You're not supposed to really feel anything. But it's like, it's it, it feels like he's supposed to be like, oh my gosh. like No, like, it's not the fact that he doesn't have enough money. It's just that... Like, the guy won't let him buy it even though he's two cents short. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he doesn't have enough money. It's two cents. I mean, yeah, but, like, it, I... I, I hey, look, if I were that clerk, I'd let him have it. Two cents. Or let him take the two pennies out of but, there. But, I mean, I, I think... I just don't think it's... I don't think it, like, fits as the, ah, yes, the... He was wronged by the clerk, so he won't go help. Because not to mention, then even later... I mean, he was already having a bad day. I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of I mean, of I also dumb. think it's... The one in the original Spider-Man is much better. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I can't help but compare to that one where... That one... 
is you can admit is a little a little dumb the fact that he does the whole initial Spider-Man thing just to get money to get a car to impress uh, Mary Jane, which is fair. But the guy takes him out of his money because like technically you're supposed to last for. Two, three minutes, but you beat the guy in two and a half, you dork. You don't get any money. And he's like, what the heck? That's that's more like, wow, Peter definitely got, you know, got that money taken from him. But then in this one, I don't know. I feel like it's more about, I don't know. It just it just seems really annoying to me. And then the convenience store clerk asks him, asks a random stranger to help him take down that guy, which I thought was dumb as well because that's not something you would do. Especially because he's all the way. Over. It's not like he ran directly. They had to past give him the. Him. They had to give him the chance to say the one liner. Yeah, the of, not my policy. It's which not is, my policy. Which is terrible. And then uh, going down the list, the the thief gets away and he runs into Uncle Ben and Uncle Ben goes to reach for the gun and the thief shoots him. A lot of people have an issue with him like yelling and trying to reach for the gun. That was, I feel like it checks out. No, what? Why? Why did he die for the gun? What what was the goal in that? I don't know. He wants to stop the guy. He wants to. So be, why die for the gun? He's a he's a good dude. I don't know. I mean because. I mean, because that's no, that was dumb all around to die for that gun. I don't know. I I, I felt it was it kind of made sense to no. me. No, how did it make sense to you? Okay, you're in Martin Sheen's position there. You're in Uncle Ben's position. A guy who stole beer from a convenience store, who's not waving the gun at anybody. Who happened? The gun only fell out because the guy fell. Oh yeah, they fell. They didn't even run into each other. That's right. The guy fell. tripped. The gun fell out on the ground. You pause. You look at the gun. You're diving for the gun. I'm stepping out of the way. I don't know. I that's don't like know. that's ten dollars at most in damages for that. I'll I'll go give him the ten bucks for letting the guy get away. I'm not enough. diving for that gun. Fair enough. Obviously. Also, I would have liked to have Martin Sheen say something to Peter while he was laying on the ground. Yeah, rather than just being found dead. Yeah, that was out. that was that was kind of bad. Well, I mean, even, even even in the in the Raimi uh, trilogy, he doesn't say anything. He just says Peter. Well, he looks at him true. and the tears well up. That's that's a moment. True, true. That's at true. Least. This is this is this Peter. is just this is just Uncle Ben, and then he's like, Peter. oh god. And yeah, I I just I don't I don't really like it. It doesn't really compare to. And again, you know, you almost don't want to compare movies as such, but you have to when they're telling the same story and they try and tell it their own way, and it's just not as good. It's not as compelling at all. Like. The Tobey Maguire one, I feel like, is a lot more compelling. And then in this case, this then leads to Spider-Man becoming Spider-Man because he wants to beat up people, and he has a personal vendetta, Mm -hmm. which, in my opinion, is so stupid because the movie treats it like some historic moment. There's the cool POV shot of him swinging, and he lands on the building, and you can see the Spider-Man suit in all of its... eh. I don't personally dislike it so much. I I thought it was unique, but I, I can see why some people disliked it. But the movie plays it like this historic, not historic, heroic moment. Is it? He's just out to beat up random criminals so he can find the one guy. He is literally a personal vendetta. He's not saving anybody. He doesn't say, he, like, the second he realizes they don't have the tattoo on their wrist, he's like, oh, I'm just going to let him go. No, he doesn't let him go. Well, for a few of them, he does. Then they sort of, like, show him webbing up that one person. But, like, to play devil's advocate here. It's to show that he doesn't have a grasp on the responsibility he has yet. Fair enough, but I just don't think it's kind of stupid because, because the movie doesn't play it like that. The movie plays the her- the heroic main theme when he's not being that. He's not. Like, like the movie, like, you would not have seen, for example, again, I don't want to keep making comparisons, but you got to do it. In the Raimi trilogy, when when Peter kills the guy and inadvertently, you know, makes him fall off, off out of the building, they don't play the Danny Elfman score. Well, the... the- Look, I think we also should, we, we should compare them because this is the the series that replaced the Tobey Maguire Raimi series. True, and it is telling the same story. But the thing is, the the Raimi series has much more emotional depth and poignance to it, while this one's kind of like I feel like the 2010s, 
they're trying to go for the edgy teen. They're they're trying to target the teen demographic. He's skateboarding. They're playing like Lincoln Park when he's in the. I don't know if it's Lincoln Park, but they're playing that lame indie like grunge song when he's on his skateboard swinging from the chains when in the, it, the harbor. When I was watching it, I watched it without my headphones and I'm playing it and then Megan just looks at me and says, ah yes, skater boy music. And that's the only description she could apply to it. And I feel like that's valid because that is how the music would would apply. They also played uh, another song in it that like I knew that it was a terrible choice of song. Yes. Oh my gosh. I remember. Oh, I can't. I it was can't. Like, he was like sitting on his bed. Oh my goodness. So... That's another thing about it is, I'm going to be honest, I like James Horner. I think the soundtrack itself, composed, is composed well. And again, this is my my miniature soundtrack, TED Talk. Thanks for coming, guys. But the music is so misplaced. Did you notice that? Like, there's there, and this is from a tonal perspective as well as a music perspective. There is a stretch of scenes here. I'm going to go down the list where after he gets bit by the, spe- by the spider, excuse me, now I was about to say speeder, spider, the scene is played for last of him going to the kitchen, getting home. He's acting all strange, and he's taking all the food out of the fridge and the frozen mac and cheese. And M.A.'s like, is he drunk to Uncle Ben, which I think is still kind of dumb. How does that make him drunk, to be honest? Is it Till Kingdom Come by Coldplay? Is that the song? No, I thought, that, I thought that's in Spider-Man 2. Oh, it, well, or is that? Let, let me, let me, let me. Or the Amazing Spider-Man No, I'm on the Amazing Spider-Man 1. I, I, I'm on it. Oh, it is. It, the training power montage this with the Coldplay song. Kingdom. Is that? No, no, no. What's no. that one? That That is, that is, that is, that is Imagine Dragons. Oh. No, this one. Same thing in my mind. Oh, my gosh. This one, you're right. That You're right. It, the training montage is with a Coldplay song, which is just that's not, not the That's vibe. not even the song I'm talking about. It's oh. later on in the movie where he's like, maybe it's Amazing Spider-Man 2 where he's like looking at his, like the photos. Oh, it's a Philip Phillips song. Um... Yes, you're right. You're what song you're is right. It? It's when he's when he's just, when he's solving the mystery of where his dad was, and it's oh my gosh. Oh my god, it is that. <laughs> you know what it is, right? You're putting it together. Um, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I can't remember. It was terrible. I hated it. I was like, oh my. Let me let me go ahead and look. There there literally is uh, a Philip Phillips song that should be well. It doesn't say gone gone gone. Yes, by Philip Phillips. Yes, yes. How's yes, that yes. one go? Uh. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I cannot remember it. I'm going to play to my ear, but make sure it doesn't go over the okay, ear. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, Just talk I'll, for a second. I'll, I got to hear I'll it. I'll turn off the mic for a second. Davis's mic is off. Uh, no, nah, I, I turned off anyway, Davis, so you're, you're all good. Um, But the soundtrack, that one, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, actually. <laughs> Davis is rolling his eyes. But so as I was saying with the score, ladies and gentlemen, um, the music is just so inconsistent because there's a stretch of scenes here where he gets back home from being bit by the spider at Oscorp. Davis, you listening? So, all right, Davis, I had that Davis, song on my iPod back in the day. Back in the day, <laughs> you need help if you need help. Okay, well, I would no, that no, one. No, no, that no, one. I, I, oh, <laughs> it was terrible. That started playing. I was like, "What in the? Is this an old Navy commercial?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to like that song. I, I'm not gonna lie. I used to have that song. Hey, Philip Phillips won American Idol for a reason, man. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Anyway. So we'll get to that when we get to Spider-Man 2. So, Davis, these are the set of scenes. I want to remember. I'm going to see if you remember these because when I saw them like live, or as well, not live, as I was watching them, I could not believe it. So he gets bit by the spider at Oscorp. He gets home. He's eating the mac and cheese. And uh, it's like, before, speaking of the spider at Oscorp, which is incredibly by chance, also that that one spider that had his DNA in it would happen to land on him and no, bite so him. No, so it was all the spiders. Even yeah. then, that's even 
That's even worse. I, I why do they? Why I like does that have better, have his DNA? We'll, we'll get to that in the second movie. No, 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 no. That is not. No, we're getting to it right now. Davis, why is that better? That that completely takes away the point of Spider-Man. Okay, we'll get into the second movie. We'll get into the second movie. Because I wrote it down specifically. Actually, we'll get into the second movie. Second movie. Okay, Davis. Fine. Anyway, so can I talk about my scenes here for a second? No. Yes, yes, I can. Um, because you're gonna you're gonna remember it. So the first scene, he gets back. He's eating the mac and cheese, and it's like all the frozen mac for and la- cheese. Yeah. It's all played for laughs because Sally Field's like, "You didn't like he, my meatloaf? Is he drunk? I like the meat. That meatloaf line was kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, you uh, laughed at that I one, did. but yeah. not at the whatever. Yeah, I did. But then like, like they're like, "Oh, is he drunk? I'm like, "Bro, how, wh- what? First of all, that's not at all how most drunk people would act. I would assume. Anyway, uh, then he goes upstairs, and there's this pretty haunting music played as he looks and finds the spider down his back and pulls the web like out of the spider bite. Kind of gross, to be honest. And he finds it, and he he looks terrible. He's all getting all woozy. And then there's a jump cut, and we go to a scene with like punk rock music playing as he breaks stuff in the bathroom. It's like, oh, haha, this is very funny. Look at him. He doesn't know how his powers. He's breaking stuff in the bathroom. And then it goes right back to him having sensory overload in his bed with haunting music playing again. There's there was like no. And then he fights all the he fights on the dudes on the subway. Exactly. Well. He rips yeah. that girl's shirt off on accident. Which which that that scene was almost kind of funny, except some of it's accidental. But then other times he like doesn't just dodge people. He like karate kicks them in the head by instinct that's, alone. That's on my list of times he gave away his identity as Spider Man. I have that too as well. <laughs> Along with the dunk, breaking the goalpost with a football. <laughs> Uh, I've I've got that. We'll, we'll, we'll probably I could, you could say fighting flash yeah. those few so, times. So so with the, those scenes, there's just like there's no consistency with the music, and it's like almost very haunting. And then also, haha, funny punk rock. But that's another thing. Is this one of the one of the, stop? That's the second one. One of the one of the storylines that I like from this movie is I like not going back to the bugle and instead saying, "What if we have Spider-Man against the cops?" Kind of like a Batman adversarial type thing. I kind of liked it, but the problem is they don't execute it well because you're right. There's no. If he, if there was an actual investigation to find Spider-Man, he would have been the number one suspect. He broke the goalpost with a football. And they all, it wasn't like this. Someone went, "Yo, who did that?" But then they all turned and looked at Peter in the on the on the bleachers. Like, and then the dunk, and then like again the subway, and nobody suspects him. Like, and he he's holding the ball. He's palming the basketball, not like. He's holding it in his hand, like it's sitting in his hand, and, and Flash then can't he can't get it. it out. You're not like, hmm, I wonder if the guy that can climb walls. Like there, there's no, there's no investigation. It's just everything sort of played for last, but forgetting the fact that there's a police subplot. Like there's no, there's nothing. It tries to be too. It tries to be ah yes vigilante, while also, I think it fails at it. To be honest, because I don't think it's done well at all. I just want to say for the record, I hate the basketball scene. Very goofy, very campy. I kind of liked it go- for a second, but well, I, then he dunked. I was like, okay. I didn't like it because because Flash blocks a basketball that happens to hit the one paint bucket in the room. The girls you like did that on you know, purpose, which is very unlikely. And he's like, no, but I should have. You better watch your back. I'm like, for what, Flash? For what? Flash was weird in this one because then he went up to Peter and apologized. He was like. It's okay. I like that. You know, but I the did problem too, is but like, he was it, a total trash can the whole movie. Not to mention, the first bullying scene with Flash is he's holding up a kid. We're just going to keep jumping around. And sticking his face in a bowl of spaghetti saying, eat your vegetables. Take a picture. Take a picture, What, what, what vegetables, Davis? Take a picture, Eat your Parker. meatball? What is this? And then and then, and then then he starts beating up Peter Parker because Peter's like, no, put the kid down. And he's like... He's like, get up, Parker, come on. And then he kicks me. He's like, yeah, that's right, stay down. I'm like, what, what, why is that? That's like a trope that always happens in movies that I hate. Why, why, why is the bully telling him to do both things? Being all conflicting. How are they supposed to know what they're supposed to do, Davis? Are they supposed to get up? Are they supposed to stay down? I don't know. But it's stupid in my opinion. And yeah, I just, there's so many things like that where it's just like, it almost takes you out of the experience. Like, 
happens. And then the fact that the final scene with Flash is Flash and Peter, like, he's like, hey, you coming, man? And they're like, I'll be there in a second, Flash. And it's like, did we miss a scene here? It went from he apologizes for his uncle getting shot to them being besties for the resties. I don't think they're besties. I think he's just... uh I think they're just kind of like maybe more acquaintances now. Davis, did you not? He like, he like, I know what he did. I remember. He was like, oh my gosh, you, you coming, buddy? I'm like, what? No, the? he said, like, oh, you've changed. He was like, he's talking about how Buffy got, and he's like, I'll see you. And he's no, like, I no, like he, your shirt. He, flash. Asked, he asked him, are you coming with us or whatever? Like to class. Yeah, to class. But that's not, I, I don't know. He's not asking him to go on a date with him. I, that's not what I said. I just didn't buy it, is the point. I didn't buy like that sudden, I oh, yes, their friendship is back together again. Uh, I just think the tone is all over the place. It doesn't know if it wants to be super serious, super sad, or super funny. What do you think? Oh, Sorry. Dave's, Dave's a little tired, clearly. Also, everything's a montage. Ugh. I'm not- sa- this movie's made, like, this is a 2010s movie. It's very aged. Like, it's two hours and 16 minutes, but, like, maybe 40 minutes of it is montage. It lost me about an hour hour and 20 minutes in is when I was like, ugh. Really? Yeah, like, I, I didn't care to watch. I mean, like, I watched it, but, like, I started skipping a little bit. Like in those long scenes, I'd be like, I I have my Amazon Fire TV. I just click it ten seconds. Yep, that's how. Because I had to go to bed. I was tired. I watched the second one this morning. I did that with the second one as well. It was it, they're 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 not enjoyable to be honest. I didn't have a lot of like there were okay there were moments like I'm gonna talk about some of the good. The visual effects are really amazing. The web swing the I think is the best. The, best swing the swinging is the best of any of the movies. By the second far. one I think is even better than the first one swinging wise. I would agree completely. They they definitely picked up a lot of the positives from the first movie and expanded upon it in that regard. I think Dr. Carnage is cool. I think he's a cool villain. I think he has a lot of cool monologues. There's one weird line where he says, I'm not a cripple, I'm a scientist. And I was like, that's, I don't think those things are, 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 are connected, but go, go right ahead, I guess. But he, he's great. And the visual effects on the lizard are cool. The no, lizard. Tur- I don't like how the lizard looks. I like the effects. I, I don't, again, I, I, think, I don't like the design. It's I don't like the yeah, human I face. I, I'll, I'll say that. I would agree with that. Yes. I was talking about more from visually. It looks very impressive for 2012. Nine years ago. I think his. I think the lizard's plot altogether is pretty dumb. Yeah, it's kind like, of dull. Oh, he's gonna. You want to turn everybody into lizards? Is that your? That's your goal here. Yeah, like okay. how? Yeah, like there's not really much from. Oh yes, the serum turned him into a lizard. To ah yes, it also makes him want to be like and think lizard are the superior being. Like it just, I mean, it's sort of it's sort of monologued in the fact that he felt inferior his entire time, which is why he sort of does that. But I, I don't know. I didn't. I I agree. I necessarily didn't buy it. The fight scenes are pretty good. I'll say that. I really like the scene when the cops try to unmask him and he fights them all off without revealing his face. I thought that was really cool and creative. Again, when the when the police story, hunting storyline is at its best, it's awesome. But when it's not, what like what were some of the other instances of him revealing his identity? Do you have any more than the ones we talked about? Uh, the only ones I can remember is the, the two sports scenes, Subway. Uh, he gave away his his identity to Gwen pretty quickly. True. Not to mention, what would the family think of that? He's just gone. Like he, he. I mean, like I feel like you're always coming back beat up, which I kind of like to see that he was coming back late and beat up. And then Aunt May's like, "What have you been doing? Why don't you be like Aunt May? I got to tell you something." I'm Spider-Man, so please stop worrying about me. I was, yeah, it, I don't know. It was it was just an odd. That'd be the first person I told. Yeah, this, I'd probably tell my mom first. Telling telling Gwen after one date was a very odd decision. That's the one thing. I'd hope you'd be able to figure out if I was Spider-Man. I've shown up late to things. There's a there's a rogue vigilante swinging around. I've become really sh- buff and strong. You'd be like, 
This, this, yeah, I don't have to Dave's wear my glasses. Well, you've been working out, I don't have man. to wear my wow. glasses look, anymore. Look at that. Go to the gym, No more guys. glasses. I have to, I'd have to cut my hair because ah. I wouldn't be able to wear the mask. Yes, that'd be a very difficult mask to fit on the fro. That's a good I mean, yeah, If you don't figure that out, then, I mean. I, I would notice. Oh, you? what would you think? Um, I think, man, going to the gym really does change things. Yeah. Dave, Dave's got shorter hair, no, no glasses. Cut, wow. No glasses. Wow, very impressive indeed. Um, Just there's so much about this movie that I just don't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like it at all, to be honest. I, I thought I was going to, and I didn't. Like there were certain moments that I thought were cool. I liked how he fought like a spider, like when he webs up uh, the lizard at the school fight scene, and the fact that he uses the webs in the sewers to like feel the vibrations. I thought that was really cool. But he also then that scene's ruined when he puts the, his name on the back of the camera he he brings and reveals that's his. Identity. That's his camera. But what? You got to think. Maybe this might reveal my identity if somebody finds it. I don't think it. he planned on leaving it there. Well, I think I think he should have. I mean, I guess that's the whole he's you know the young hero. Well, look, here's the thing, because I think this movie has redeeming qualities, but overall, it's I'd say it's a dud. But it made it made the money back in 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 uh made nearly eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean it made nearly eight. But I have million. some questions for you about this movie. All right, questions, Davis. <clears throat> the first big one is your thoughts on the the dad subplot where his dad has a hidden right. subway. That's car. Spider Man Two. We're not there. Is yet. it? Okay, yes. sorry. Well, either way, his dad's a secret agent. Th- these movies meld together for me. That's fair. That's fair. So uh, one, it made seven hundred fifty eight million actually, and two. Okay, I was fine with that up until the point where it just stops going anywhere. Because literally, it, it matters up until he finds the equation, gives it to Dr. Connors, then he doesn't care about it for the rest of the movie. It's just left, which is annoying. There's not even like a cliffhanger scene bringing us back to it for the sequel, saying, hey guys, it's going to be important again. It's just it's completely, completely um, left. Like, they just forget about it, essentially. I, I, so I do not like it because of that, because of where it goes and the fact that it goes nowhere. I don't like it at all. And the other thing from the first movie, yeah. also uh, one scene I wanted to mention is when he's saving the kid from the bridge. I really like that scene. I like that scene a lot too. I will say I like that. That that's his hero moment. The problem is it's an hour and fifteen minutes into the and movie. He also gave away his identity there to the kid. He did. He did. He did. But then again, how's the kid supposed to? Be? I mean, look, but uh, <clears throat> so the big thing I remember from this movie, the big debate about Peter was that he's not like Peter. He's too much of a jock. He's too cool. He's too smooth with the ladies. He's too hot. What are your thoughts? I, I'm not one to get super particular on that. Like, I, you know me, I, I haven't read the comics. I'm not one to complain about comic accuracy. Um, that's just not my thing. I, I think if you want to, you want to. But, I mean, comics have covered so many things. Why complain? Like, Marvel Zombies exists. Like, every single Ash thing. Ashes in those. Yeah. Every single thing that's ever happened has happened. So, like, why why care? But, I don't know. I thought, I didn't necessarily have a run with, oh, my gosh, she's too hot or whatever. One, I thought a lot, I, strictly from the performance perspective, a lot of his facial expressions were horrible and two he's like he's like simultaneously an edgy skater boy but also pop somewhat pop I don't know it's it's difficult to explain I didn't re- I'm not really one to I just have more problems with Andrew Garfield's performance than how the character is written as a nerd I don't know like I don't think he's too buff or too tall or whatever for it. Now, it does make sense though because Flash can't technically bully him like the shoving his face in spaghetti, but like, you know. I, what did you think? So I was talking about, I mentioned it earlier, I think there are creative licenses to take, and I don't really mind. Like, I, I think they made him more normal instead of, like, the overt, campy, goofy geek, like, stereotypical, like, over-the-top geek, like, he's meant to 
kind of meant to be in a lot of iterations. Like, yeah. Till McGuire's kind of like he's really socially awkward. It's like this is the this he, is he the biggest. Uh, what, everybody what? hates him, yeah. like to a comical degree for some reason. Even yeah. Like, he doesn't really. Do no, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything to anybody. Yeah, I, I was fine with it personally. I think he's more normal. He skateboards, which is like skateboarding's like a jock thing to do now, which is not really. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really get that vibe not, necessarily. Like, I mean, it took a, it took a different approach. The I biggest, don't have a problem with it. the biggest thing I had was. Maybe he's a little too cocky at times. Mm. Like I do like how, uh, as Spider Man, he's doing a lot more quips and stuff. Which quips? I said that weird. Uh, I mean, that's uh, how you say it. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like that. I, that is Spider Man. That's his whole thing. He's being funny while he's. I will say a lot more quips and jokes while fighting. And but he's just kind of being mean spirited with us sometimes. Like in Spider Man Two, where he's messing with the Rhino, he like pulls down his pants. A little too much for me. Or when he's getting the carjacker and he's like, oh, my, a knife, which is kind of funny, but like, I don't really know if that fits Spider Man as much. And then he's like messing with him when he's shooting the webs. And then on he him. like gets all menacing for a second. He's like, this could have been a lot worse. Like, what were you going to do? Kill the dude? I, I, I mean, like, I, I like that he's being funny, but like, some of the jokes are just kind of off base for Spider Man. Again, a lot of the writing is just not there for the movie from simple script to simple lines of dialogue. And this is where the biggest thing is, a lot of people came out of this movie saying that Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield were the best part of it. I don't like them at all in this movie, to be honest. I don't mind them. I think they have good chemistry. I'm glad I, that they fleshed out Gwen Stacy's character I think more. they have good chemistry, but I'm saying their relationship itself is not built on anything. They they don't really do anything, and then Uncle Ben gets shot, so she hugs him after like two scenes together. And then th- then he goes to ask her out for a date. Now, Davis, would you like to know what... Uh, what Spider-Man or what Peter Parker says to Gwen to ask after the day? He says, "Quote, I don't know. We could, uh, or we could do something else, or we could." And then she just says, "Yeah, either one." Okay, Alex. Davis. No, uh, 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 that's a bad faith argument because in the scene it's shown that he's being awkward, but like he's being he, he can't because he can't think of anything to ask her to do, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we can do something." I didn't. I, I did not. Come on. I didn't like it. What? Lame argument you just you had. Lame argument. It was a lame argument you just I had. Just, I wasn't a lame argument. I mentioned a point that I disliked. I don't know how that's not. But then you quoted it and just, uh-uh, that's not fair. All right, all right, all right. You, you all have right. to watch the scene. You can't. I you'd have to okay. play. You would have to play it. The reason is I despised it as much written down as I did in the scene, and I, I like I just didn't like it. I just didn't feel like it was very fleshed out, and a lot of their scenes are. Just, I thought that was that was. That seemed pretty real. A lot of their scenes to me were just so overtly awkward. It was like, I get high school teen romance awkward, but like it was so ridiculous sometimes. And sometimes they're just like, like, I don't know. I just, I didn't buy it, to be honest. And not to mention there's the one scene where he, uh, I actually have a video of it, Davis. Would you like to see the video that I took? Uh, I guess it's the audio medium, though. Yeah, no, so I, I, I muted the audio. Right? I know, but this is an audio medium, so the, me watching a video is not really going to be a good... Well, fair, I just, I, I, I'm just i going to be describing it, but I just need... Can I see it? Yes, there it is. What about it, Alex? When he's, when he bites... put, your, put, put your mouth up to the mic if you're going to say something. He bites his bottom lip. What the heck is that he's about? He's asking her out on a date. He's nervous. I don't... Man, it was weird. It was weird. How do you ask someone on a date? Uh, You want to Shake go? their hand? <laughs> I would like to have a business inquiry for you this evening at dinner. Come on. He's nervous. <laughs> I, I, nitpicky. No, not nitpicky. I, I don't like how it, the way he looks at her when he bites his lip when he's nervous to ask her on a date. Uh, that's because I, I think it's stupid. He's asking, what, uh, how do you? How would you rather him do I it I don't there? know, just not look stupid. Davis, I'll admit I'm a little nitpicky, but that's because these movies have a direct comparison. Like That's one of the worst criticisms you can have of this movie. 
I hated that, that scene. That scene's fine. No, scene's I, fine. I disagree completely. That scene is fine. I, I He's disagree. asking her on a date. He's nervous, and it's it's a fun, quirky banner between them. I, I, I did, Okay, look, Davis. The fact is there's you can have a difference of opinion where the fact is it's supposed to come off as that, as you describe it. And it I, did. I, it did not to me. I'm just Crazy. saying it didn't. Now right. in, the, in the second movie, honestly, I bought it a lot more, and there are certain scenes where I do. Yes, and there were, no, but there were certain scenes where they re- interact with each other that I that I bought a lot more. But I don't know. I just that scene I did not, and their their overall romance in this movie I just didn't like at all. To be and and it's one of the main parts of the movie, which is probably explains why I dislike this movie a lot more than you do. Is that fair? Davis, why are you so mad? I'm tired. Oh my Stretching gosh. Dave, over Dave's here. always tired. Um, are there anything else you want to talk about? Which we'll we'll of course finish up the episode with a Tobey Maguire versus Andrew Garfield directly comparison. But I'm gonna be honest, I did not like him that much in this movie in general. Uh, I don't really have anything else. I'll look over my notes real quick. Uh, Gwen's brother is the kid from Psych. That's true. Uh, I didn't notice that for a second. One of, one of the many kids from Psych that is. I, yeah, I don't really have – I think we pretty much hit everything for me. I do like that it showed Peter's parents, but I don't like the fact that they disappear because they're basically secret agents or whatever. They, they know they work for Oscorp. I know, and I know what get, it is. And they I don't explain like it. it a bit more. I, I still don't like it. Um, um, I just don't like that the plot ended in the middle of the movie because it does. He literally goes to Dr. Connors, and that's it. He just forgets what he's doing there. Yeah, that, I've, I've touched on everything I wanted to for this film. I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10, maybe a 7 on a good day. Honestly, I'd give it a five and a half. I really didn't like it. All right. Five and a half to six for me. Now, on to the movie that is so much worse, right? I don't know. So much worse. The amazing- it, has, it has, I think it. its highs are higher, but its lows are way, way lower. I think its highs are also fewer and far between well, yeah, me as well. Um, so we're going to talk about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Now I'm going to go down the cast and crew for this one and get some background. This film came as a bit of an adjustment because- the Amazing Spider-Man 1 did make a lot of money, $758 million, but it what well, it did receive a lot of criticism, including the suit and the way Peter Parker acted in the film. So one of the main adjustments they did was go back to a more comic-accurate uh, suit and a bit more emphasis on comic-accurate Spider-Man. This stars Andrew Garfield yet again as Peter Parker and Spider-Man, Emma Stone returning as Gwen Stacy, Jamie Foxx as Max Dillon and Electro, Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn slash the Green Goblin, Campbell Scott again as Richard Parker, Embeth DeVitz as Mary Parker, Colm Fior as uh, Donald Menken, Paul Giamatti as Alexi As the Rhino. Yes, Rhino. Sorry, I'll just say Rhino. I was trying to say his his name, but he is is in fact Rhino. Sally Field as Aunt May, Chris Cooper, who I love as Norman Osborn, and Felicity Jones as Felicia Hardy for a very, very limited amount of time. It's directed again by Mark Webb, screenplay by Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orki and Jeff Pinker. None of the screenwriters from The Amazing Spider-Man 1 returned, including James Vanderbilt, who did not return for this film. And going into, bit of, again, a bit of background, they did adjust the suit and trying to adjust for more comic accuracy. I'm not going to lie to you, Davis. I really didn't like the opening to this movie. I didn't either. At all. For one, um, it opens again with a re-emphasis on the... Oh, I forgot one... Cri- I'll talk about it when we get to this, actually. It it opens again with right. <laughs> sorry. It opens again with Richard uh, Parker and Peter's parents, and this one it starts with the video that he's explaining uh, why he's got to why he has to go. And I think 
they don't explain in full at this point. It just jumps to right. Doesn't it just jump to? Um, it jumps to directly Spider-Man falling from the sky. No, no, no. But no, but so what? What? What exactly? I'm talking like the Richard Parker thing. Like it. It doesn't. Oh, they're explain. in the plane. Yeah, exactly. And then the like, pilot comes out. Or that she's like, he's destroying like, stuff at Oscorp, we'll but you don't again. know why. You don't know why he's destroying stuff at Oscorp. He gets home, he's making the video, and the video ends with him saying, I've got to go. Then they leave, yeah. and they go to the plane, and there's an assassin on the plane. The, the pilot comes out, and he has blood on his hands. Because he killed the other pilot. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was just, he was cooking a chicken up that, there. No, 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 anyway. And then, uh, I don't like it at all. I don't like the redirect on this storyline. It's almost like, ah, yes, this is really what people, then why, why didn't the first movie end with more about this? Because like we're jumping back in like it was a central plot point. It wasn't very ham fisted. It wasn't after fifty minutes. Like it wasn't important after fifty minutes in the first in the first movie. So I don't like it at all. Now I do like the jump to Spider Man falling and the suit come out of the, the darkness. I thought that was really cool. I don't know what you thought about that, Davis. I did. I I really like this suit a lot better. And also you can see like the fabric moving around on it, which makes it seem more real. Uh, overall, this suit's better. I like if you. I think if you cut out. The and Kevin Feige also said this: cut out the plane scene, and open up with like trouble in New York, maybe the Rhino or like some robbers happening, and then Spider Man comes in, does his thing, like every other. I mean, that's pretty. That's Spider Man. Yep. That's how that's how you open up a Spider Man movie. And the visual effects are great. I would agree. The suit looks amazing. It's the most comic accurate one we've gotten so far. But I got a problem with this scene, Davis. Mm-hmm. Do you do do you do you know do you? I, I want to know if you'll share my criticism with this one. The fact that. He senselessly jokes around uh, with the rhino and actually gets people probably killed because he's sitting there just stalling and he's like, oh, got to go and jumps around as rhino just in his giant truck drives through like four cars that explode. And it's because Spider-Man just having a ball joking because they tried and to, it, over- it, it's he, an overcorrection in my He opinion. didn't have to be late to his graduation either. He was joking around too much with the rhino. He just. Exactly. Break. Exactly. It's, I think it's a serious overcorrection to, ooh, let's give the people what they want and do because I don't, I don't think people understand there's a balance between the joking Spider-Man and somebody who's just honestly quite lazy. Because that's what this comes off as. Because he, he sits there and just messes around with him. And then also, Davis, he can't punch through a windshield, but he can catch a bus. I, I don't know if I buy that. Inconsistency with his powers. I, and and that, that's, again, that's because they're trying to make a cool set piece. What if he catches a bus, guys? Well, in order to catch a bus, he have to not stop Rhino until Rhino hits the bus. I did not like the opening scene at all. I didn't I like I liked the part where he's uh flying down and just I don't know why exactly it has to be him stalling and multiple cars are hit and blown up but he saves Max just to set up later plot points he saves Max Dillon cuz mm-hmm. everything is set up 6 hours ahead of time in this movie very clearly in my opinion I I don't know I just didn't like it as, as much as some people did I, I think this movie could have been in, like 40 minutes shorter, maybe half an hour shorter, and it would have been better. Well, that's the fact that there were a lot of things cut out, which reminds me of something I'm going to discuss right now, actually. This is from a Screen Rant article. I know they're not the most reputable source, but they've got some uh, some inside sourcing on this. So, in this film, Max Dillon's mother was actually, uh, had scenes filmed, but she was never included in the, in, she was cut out. Um, going down the list as well. The transformation scene to the Green Goblin for Harry was more drawn out. We'll talk about that. Minkin's death was more drawn out as well. Uh, Peter had a much more violent assault on Harry Osborne. Again, that takes place later. Mm-hmm. Electro has uh, more scenes with his mother, including a scene that leads to his rage in Times Square. 
The Venom yeah, he, symbiote was uh, was seen. He didn't have any scenes with his mother in the movie. Yeah, exactly. His mother was not in the movie. I just said his mother was not I think there. they should have cut out the scene with him in the apartment altogether when he was talking to I himself. I like that, actually. No, I did not. It made him look insane. Well, that, that's the point. He's supposed I, to be. I don't know if he has to be, though. I think he does. He could just be a weird character, like a weird guy, but like he literally looks clinically insane. I think, I well, yeah, because I think they were trying to avoid the common trope of Oh, you've got superpowers? Well, um, ah, yes, supervillain gets supervillain powers and suddenly goes, because that's what happened with the lizard. He had, like, voice in his head. Same with Doc Ock, same with the Green Goblin in Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. I think they wanted to make it more an expression of his inner self rather than, ah, yes, supervillain powers made him super crazy. He already was crazy. I think but uh, all the scenes at Oscorp where Smythe, who was also, I don't know why he set up, Alistair Smythe in this, or whatever. They set up everybody. They had Felicia Hardy I know, in this they movie. Did, and they they try to set up too many things. I would agree. Uh, but just the scenes with Smythe, or just him and Oscorp, him talking to Gwen, I think that pretty much gets across that he... What what does him talking to himself, like like Gollum, get, get, what does that get across extra in the character that it doesn't already get across in Oscorp. Fair point, fair point. Uh, also, Mary Jane was going to be in this movie with mm-hmm. Shailene Woodley cast. And finally, uh, Gwen's death was going to be more drawn out. She was going to say something to Peter and her final words. And Richard Parker was going to return at the end of the movie. That You can actually watch that scene. Yeah, I, I did not see it myself, but I, I had heard that you can watch it. There also was another concept for a scene where Peter would give his blood to Gwen and... Like he was supposed to do to Nor or Harry, and she would come back, and then at the end of the movie, Gwen, Spider Gwen, or I think she'd be called like White Widow or something, they'd fight the Rhino. Really? Uh, yeah, I watched Mr. Sunday movies mention that in their wow. video. Wow, um, that would have been something. I, I would have liked that. I, I think cool. that I, I think, but I mean, then that's kind of that kind of ruins the whole not giving it to Harry, but you're gonna give it to somebody who I mean, they're both dying, they're both dead. Essentially, yeah. so that kind of that kind of. Oh, why not? Why not give it to Harry? Why not? I mean, no, because that, that's what I'm saying. Is that kind of ruins that plot point? Would you give it to Harry? Uh, no. Why not? Because I mean, you don't you don't know if it's going to turn into Doctor Connors. You don't know, and you don't want to fight another lizard. It kind of it kind of was difficult and got some dude killed. Neither got Gwen killed. That's true. Which again, Gwen died anyway. Oh, speaking of Captain oh. Connors or whatever his name is, Sergeant Kurt Con- Connors. I'm talking about. Oh, I mean Captain Stacy. Captain Stacy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Peter is a absolute jerk in this movie for going against the wishes of Gwen's dead father, which and then in turn getting Gwen killed that, because of it. That is that is one of my my biggest issues with the end of the first movie. Is it sets up this amazing? I love those storylines used in superheroes. It's kind of a trope, but it's not done enough in movies compared to TV shows. The TV shows have handled it. The CW's done it every time, but the oh man, being a superhero puts the people I care about in danger. And they deliberately do Captain Stacy saying, don't do it. And it's like maybe two scenes, and he says, I'm no good for her, Aunt May. And Aunt May's like, trust me, you're good. And he's like, that's my seal of approval. And he's like, those are the best kind of promises, the ones you can't keep. Uh, end of movie, he's with Gren again. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible ending to a terrible movie. That's why I dislike this movie so much. The ending does not stick at all for the, for the first one. And it carries over into this one, because this one... The, the reason I do not like this one is because they're like, oh, we need to create some angst. So let's have Peter be perfectly fine with breaking the promise in the first movie and then have him just be like, oh, I can't do it anymore, guys. I, Gwen, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't break the promise to your dad. I see him everywhere I go. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. 
Like, this is so stupid in my opinion. What, what do you think, Davis? I, I really think that Peter's the villain of this one because of it. Ha! The villain of this movie. Not, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that's a little hyperbolic on my part. But, I mean, like, yeah, you really just went against all of his wishes um, just to, like, uh, she she understands that. T- uh, I don't know. I mean, but also there, Gwen deserves some of the blame as well because he kept going like, Please, hey, stay away so you don't get killed. And she's like, no, I want to help. And then what happened at yeah. the end of that? But I mean, but I mean, again, you know, if he doesn't involve her in any, if I mean, if if yeah. she lets her get on the plane to London or England, she doesn't die. Then again, then again, uh, they don't kill Electro without Gwen. So it's kind of it's kind of trying to tell the line of a million. There's not really anything to blame. Yeah, I, I don't like that storyline at all. I I do not like. Um, the fact that they they are and then they break up five minutes in the movie and then they're like time to be friends again and then she she calls him and says let's be friends and then at the end of their let's be friends talk says oh yeah by the way I'm leaving everyone's like what and then like it's just it's just a dud and then the reintroduction of the just the movie it, like oddly enough despite the fact that it is directed by the same man Mark Webb it is clearly written so differently because there's so many plot points that are just picked up at random. Why is the Gwen storyline re and the Gwen and Peter will they won't they reignited tenfold? Why is his dad suddenly reappear despite the fact that the first movie did not treat him as important at all? Not to mention with the dad storyline to me, um, I, him finding the subway is kind of cool. It's cool. It's creative. I kind of like it that there's more to it. I'm glad that there was more to it because I was kind of annoyed by that it wasn't completed. I didn't like the but subway. then but then I hate the trope of ah yes. I learned that my research was going to be used for military purposes. Like that's such a cliche, honestly. And I'm not one to I'm not one to get you know I get movies employ a bunch of cliches, but for a movie that employs so many, that just annoys me. This it, it's a mildly intriguing plot point in my opinion. I kind of liked it when I first saw the first movie because I was like, oh, this is new. I didn't even know anything about his parents. And then it's just ah yes. The people I worked for were actually being funded by the military, and we're going to use my my research for military purposes to in, to you know incite wars. Really, that's like the most cliche thing on the planet, in my opinion. I, I and then I don't know. I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like that point because it was just, it seemed very basic. I don't like it because of the the whole spiders instilled with my son's DNA because that completely. Right. Turn on your mic if you're going to say something. Okay, uh, Alex is over there drinking water. He's parched from talking. That's correct. <clears throat> but uh, it just completely gets rid of the 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 appeal of Spider Man. Is that anybody could be Spider Man? It wasn't like he was born to some demigod father like Thor or something like that. He was just a regular kid, not a demigod. His Thor's yes. dad's a god. Yeah, I know. Get it. Uh, Peter's just a regular kid who happens to get bit by a spider. And then now he has superpowers, and now he has great responsibility. I liked it. No, I, I, I hated it. I, I well, like. Why how, do you like it? Because well, for me, it was an explanation that it isn't. Random. So he's like the chosen one. Then no, he's not the chosen one. No, it's, he he literally is the chosen one, and he just happens to go into the room where the spiders are, and happens to get bit by one of the spiders, and it all works out in the end. I don't know. I I, I kind of like. The, he's the I, dragonborn. The thing is, I think it wanted to serve as an explanation for um why he couldn't give it to Harry, but like you know, he it's could like just be, it's a vo- it's volatile spider's blood. Yeah, fair. And it, it so it was radioactive just, spider blood. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. I don't know. I thought it was interesting and it different, and I, I liked that creative license. But I can see why where you would dislike Stupid. it and why you would dislike. Whoa, no, I don't know about that one. Completely, now. it gets rid of the appeal of Spider Man. That's interesting. like people like Batman, but like not everybody could be Batman. But anybody could be Spider. Anybody so could be Spider Man. All you, you gotta do is get, get bit by a radioactive spider. Interesting. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. I I get that. I, again, mm-hmm. I'm I, I do not. I'm not so attached to the name one other one other superhero that it could be anybody. Um. The Flash. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's it gets struck by lightning. Maybe. And it conveniently works. Maybe. Uh, that, but again, that's 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 one. That, that, that's, there are many. Okay. There are many. Is the point? Yes, I agree. I agree. So. And that yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I again, I've never really. I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan, so I didn't necessarily see it that way. If that makes sense, I'm just not very not very big on the character. But that reminds me of something I mentioned is Harry. I hate the introduction of Harry in this movie. Like, they're best friends. Like, the, how? There was nothing. Like, I get the whole he was shipped out to boarding school and they must have been friends when they were kids, but how does that even work, to be honest? Like, not to, not to say we must all abide by societal standards, but traditionally, the son of the richest man in the city is not is not best friends with Peter Parker. That's so random. And, like, I, I just didn't buy any of their, ah, yes, old buddy, old pal, well, I want to save him. He's he's my best friend. Really? I don't know. Maybe I'm being too nitpicky. I, I thought it was fine. Imagine imagine they he left for boarding school when he was 11, right? Yeah. They were friends for like five, six, seven years before that from school. It just felt very heavy-handed to me. It was like, oh, very convenient because we need we want to introduce the goblin. I think to this they could movie. still be friends. I, I don't know. I mean, we've been friends for what, like five years, me and you. We I I disappeared for ten years. Come back. You wouldn't still be friends with me? I mean, yeah, I would. I don't know. Oh. It just, it, for the sake of a movie, it felt very pick them up cheap. and move them, fellas. We got to get these goalposts to the new area. I didn't, I didn't move. I didn't move. I'm any messing goal- with you. Don't move goalposts. Stop it. Get some help, Davis. Um, you know I'm right. Yeah, maybe whatever. Any, I don't know. I just didn't like it, and I didn't buy the actors' chemistry. I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't buy their best. Buds. I thought it was fine. I, that I was. Just, that's not even close to one of my my. Well, what's some of your biggest criticism then, Davis? I've already given you a lot of them. I know that. Uh, the dad subplot. Yeah, we yeah we talked about we, we just we, talked we, about we, that we, we we've covered that extensively. Um, I think the fact that Electro and there's basically two and a half villains in this Electro, Harry, and then Rhino's in it a few times, and then even Alistair. No, not that's not his name. Uh, Smythe. Not Smythe. Oh, the other guy with the guy with the hat that talks to oh, Harry. Oh, um, it's like Fires. Yeah, yeah, whatever him who also also sets up the Sinister Six. Uh. Origin basement, which I cannot stand. That also gets rid of. Oh, so you just you happen to put on the little briefcase or the 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 backpack, and now you're Doc Ock. Yeah. Or you happen to put on the wings, and you're the Vulture. Stupid. So yeah. Stupid. And I mean, even even more so, uh, Felicia Hardy in the Black Cat is just there. She doesn't really serve any purpose. She's in it for like four scenes, but there she is. She's the she's the secretary. Yeah, for like four scenes. I don't, yeah, I, I it's it's overstuffed is the word you could use, right, Davis? Yes, I think there are some good scenes in there. We talked about, I think, uh, the kind of the lead up to um, Gwen's death is good. I think the scene of Gwen's death is pretty, very cinematic. Even though the 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 web making the hands a little heavy handed, I like on that. The nose. I like I mean, that. I didn't mind it. Uh, she obviously dies. Uh, I, I I think there's good points in this movie, but overall, it's just bad. Yeah. 
it just, it just, I mean, I really, it just I, there's really it, not much to say about it. It doesn't just, stick the landing in a lot of things. Once I, I will, I will say, I like the score. The score is very different. It's direct. It's Hans Zimmer's uh, composition. Also, he he worked with Pharrell to make to make the score. Aside from the horrible use of the Philip Phillips song, as as we agree, Davis, Ugh. that was that was very cheesy. And 2014, honestly, that felt like a 2014 like YA uh, novel to movie adaptation. But maybe maybe I being too critical. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just Honestly, what did you think of Jamie Foxx's Electro? I, I like Jamie Foxx. I, I love Jamie Foxx, and I think that the design was interesting. It was something different. Electro's usually in his green and yellow costume. Yeah. Uh, the Max Dillon character, he became Electro, if I remember right. Like, he fell off a, a high-voltage power line, and he got shocked and became Electro. Really? So instead, they wanted to do, he fell into a pit of electric eels holding... Like a, a coupling, essentially. Well, yeah. I, I mean, like, as. I don't. I'm not gonna hate on that. I mean, it's it's a super super villain origin story. They can only be so realistic for things like that. Fair enough. I like the design where he looked like pure energy. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. It was different. He looked a little goofy, but you know, I I didn't hate it. And I think when he was like locked up and they're dipping him in the water to kind of like. So he couldn't do any electric stuff. That was pretty cool. That was cool, especially his, his monologue there. Also, you didn't like the scene in the, in the apartment, but I like Jamie Foxx's performance of it. He was yeah. good. He was good. Act. He was really good in this movie. It's kind of unfortunate that some of the lines were written poorly. Not to mention, I will say one thing is he very much sort of floats back and forth between, ah, yes, I'm cool electro. Let me say really cool line. And also, you remember my name? How do you know my name? Like, it's not literally written on his file. That kind of annoys me, isn't it? There's no consistency, which again... Excuse me, that's kind of about, you know, like, that's where he has that vision of what he would want to say to Smythe, but he doesn't. Like, he clearly has that side of him, but I don't know. There's a lot of inconsistency with that. And then, and then like, the line when he's fighting Spider-Man the first time, he says, it's my birthday, so it's time to light my candles. I was like, that... I just think they made him too goofy, like, yeah. too cartoonish. Uh, exactly. In the Spider-Man game, it's also Max Dillon, but he's not goofy like that. I was about to say, I, I doubt There's all the is. scars from the, the electricity, which is really cool touch. that's Just cool. I like that. I want to bring that one up. Yeah, I don't know. His teeth heal because of the electricity. Did you notice that? Oh, that was... Yes, so you 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 just reminded me. Um, I love how you're like, ah, yes, I'm fine with this change in origin. Like, they fixed his tooth gap. Why? I, I can't even come up with a reason for why they did that. That is like that is such like a '90s campy cliche. As, ah, yes, nerdy man uh, who's invisible has a bad comb over glasses and a tooth gap. Are you serious, really? And then you're gonna fix it? Why put one there in the first place? Oh gosh, Jamie Fox, your teeth are too perfect. We don't. We wouldn't believe that you would be a nerd. Is that really the message? Because that's horrible, and just stupid in my opinion. That oh my gosh, I cannot believe I forgot about that to be honest. Because I did, and. I thought the visual effects for uh, Electro Raw, I liked the sound design and like the music and his theme song. It almost sounded like electric-like, which I thought was really cool. I really liked uh, the scene in Times Square. I think that is a good idea to fight an electricity enemy in Times Square where there's so many yeah. electric so, so many outlets, essentially. Yeah, I did not like um, the fact that it ended with a simple spray of the fire hose and he's wearing a fire hat. That was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> like, it, it was kind of... Okay, that's kind of funny, and it felt like it'd be a comic book, but for the main villain, no, movie, I mean like that—that'd be like 1960s comic book. And Spider-Man. again, that's for a side villain, not the—that's for Rhino, not the main villain of the story. You know, like well, I don't it, know. It's pretty funny. It, 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 no, I mean it is, but like it's just—it's really anticlimactic because he 
Electro is pretty great, and his his uh, visual his effects are awesome. He's a believable bad guy, as dumb as some of his lines may be, like the light my candles line. I like him, and I liked how he was just decimating people, and it's just fire hose. Thank you, boys, and he high fives the fireman. He's like, "Nice work, Todd." And I'm like, "What? The, what? What is this? This is nonsense." I don't know. I, I didn't like that part personally, because I I thought the scene was really getting to a good point, and it's just like, ah, yes, he's done in like two seconds. Hey, I. Yeah, I don't it, was really just, have it was just it was just kind of kind of boring for me. It, like for that point, I'm trying to like, fix my shoe. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. My bad. Um, also, I like Norman Osborn appearing. That I I really liked uh, Chris Cooper as Norman Osborn. He's pretty he's pretty great, and I liked the fact that there was that disease that is somewhat based in reality. Apparently, like not like it doesn't become what they become, but I like how he sort of became a goblin. Like, did you see how his fingers were all goblin esque? Did you did you catch that part when he grabs mm-hmm. Harry's? Really, it was awesome actually. I like that part. I did not like Harry Osborn though. What did you think of the actor who played Harry and just Harry's character overall? What's his name? Uh, Dane DeHaan, I think. Is he anything else big? Um, he was in. Uh, oh my gosh, he was in. Oh, what is the movie? I can't remember it. He's in. Uh, he's in Chronicle. Yes, he was. That's he's right. He's very good in Chronicle. That, he was really good in Chronicle. That's uh, right. He's in Valerian in the city of. Thousand Planets. He was also in A Cure for Wellness. That's one of his very uh, famous movies that he was in. I'm not familiar with that one. I, I'm not either. I just know that he was in it because I remember that. I'm a big fan of Chronicle, and he is uh, really good in Chronicle, along with Michael B. Jordan and Alex Russell. Alex yes. Russell, who I don't know what else he's in, just Chronicle. I mean, he's in, he's in SWAT. That's oh, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, wow, really? Oh, he's That's in, a good movie. Check that out. He's in Bait 3D. Oh, Lord. Um. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate him. I. I think it was kind of too. He went too too quick, too crazy. But maybe that was the part where I was falling asleep. I don't know. I thought. I thought it, it kind of escalated to where it made sense that he wanted to take the serum and then the serum. But I thought. I thought the serum did mess him up so immediately. I mean, Doctor Carnage even had like. But then a he lull. was fine in prison later on. Yeah. So he said it comes and goes, which I. Which I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then which, he was like, let's make a small team. Cause. Ugh. So yeah, that was the sinister, the sinister setup was setup very heavy-handed. I'll say that very, very heavy-handed. Um, I don't know. I just this movie. It's just it's just not very. Enjo- it's not as enjoyable as you would think it'd be. Also, this is going to be on a nitpicky standpoint. But we see, we've seen it in one movie. What did you think of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, um, music being uh like what Peter knows and has as his ringtone? I don't know. I That's like fine. I like the I random lady it. in uh the the Raimi trilogy doo, playing. Doo, doo. She's doo, playing doo, the, doo, doo. the violin. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was kind of funny compared to just him knowing it. I think it's fine. I mean, like that's that's something I don't really care about. Fair. fair. Doesn't that's, hurt the movie. Doesn't help it that's either. Fair. I don't know. I just, I'm just like I was just all things that like really stood out to me. I wanted to ask you what you thought about them because you may uh, care more about them than necessarily I do. Um. Also, this is something that we don't really remember, but. That final scene with Rhino was apparently like the lead part of the trailer. Yes, it which was. Which is controversial, to say the least, one could say, right? That's all Sony does with their stuff, really. Really? I wouldn't just say just Sony. Most of them nowadays, they'll give away a lot of their... But like there was like apparently like 40 minutes of this movie released before it came out. Oh, yeah, because of the hack, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember necessarily. That was kind of... Man, that was a crazy time. I remember that, remember that being a blur... That was around the same time. Wasn't that around the same time that we thought North Korea was going to blow up the U.S. if they played the interview? interview? Yeah. 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 Insane times in 2014, let me tell you. 
Insane times indeed. Interview, an okay movie. Not Inter- worth blowing up the US over. Interview, a bad movie. I don't like it at all, but maybe that's maybe maybe I'm 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 not too critical on some movies. Also, this movie made seven hundred nine million, the least of any Spider-Man movie to date, of all Spider-Man movies included. And just going down the list of a couple more things I had, I I do like the uh, montage of people on the radio, like sort of giving the hey Spider-Man effect of on the city because the Raimi trilogy went with a basically do sideline interviews of people, like just randomly put them in front of the camera like they're being interviewed for a news segment. But it was just the camera itself. I don't know. I didn't like. I, I think. I think this was a bit more creative. However, what did you think of the random IS pedestrians crowd behind the barricades to watch the fights? It, it, it's obviously stupid, like from a realistic standpoint. But like, it's a movie. They want to see Spider-Man. I guess even though there's an active shooter ongoing. I think it's a stupid addition considering it wasn't in the first movie. If it was established, maybe I'd be more willing. But the fact that it, they added it is what makes it d- dumber to me. Uh. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it. They had to get there somehow. What do you mean get there somehow? The kid had to run out somehow. He wasn't just going to run out from a building. Fair. All people want to watch Spider-Man fight him. But, like, people were watching the Electrified, and then they start running away. I'm like, why were you there in the first place? Because they want to see Electro. They- mm. I feel like if I were walking down the street and I saw, like, Spider-Man beating up a, like, I don't know, Sandman or the the uh, 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 Ring Goblin. Hammerhead or something. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, I'd, I'd sit there it, at a safe distance. I'd be like, they don't sit at a cool. safe distance. They're like, we're 20 minutes away, and he's just firing bullets into the air, and they're right behind him. Like, I uh, for Rhino, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just. What are you gonna give this movie out of ten? Four. I give it a maybe a five. I, you, I'm more critical than you are on these. I don't know why, because I'm not a huge a Spider-Man half. fan, but I did not like them. I don't. Oh, I didn't like this one either. But like, I think this has it's it's not as bad as people make it. out. It's not like a one out of ten, like a lot of people try to act. The game, the main Spider-Man two game, was pretty good. Dude, that game was awesome. It was. Fun. It's like forty bucks now because Xbox. It's the only Xbox Spider-Man game there is. That's the it's most. Made Spider-Man one. one as well. True. Not as good apparently as these. I have played one. both of them. Made Spider-Man two had better suits. I would I would agree with that completely. Um. I don't know. I just I just did not like this movie at all. I really just also Andrew Garfield's voice just changed a few times. He was trying to do the accent. He's like, My daddy left me a briefcase with a bunch of stuff in it. And I'm like, What why do you say it like that? I don't know. Maybe I'm being too critical again. I think you might be, because I'm think sorry you said I'm it so, like that. I'll play it for you later and we'll 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 come back to it next time and uh talk about it. But now it's important to talk about where uh the movies went after this, right, Davis? Because you, you said you want to talk about that for a brief moment. So Sony had originally intended to launch an expansive film universe around Spider-Man to compete with the MCU. And they announced a third Amazing Spider-Man movie to release on June 10th, 2016, with the same script writers and director. And a fourth film to release on May 4th, 2018. The series was to include spin-off films including The Sinister Stick, Six and Venom, with Drew Goddard writing and directing the two-part Amazing Spider-Man Sinister Six, and Kurtzman directing a Venom and Carnage script co-written by himself, Orkin Ed Solomon. Sinister Six Part 1 had been planned to release on November 11th, 2016. Additionally, by August 2014, Sony hired a bunch of other people to, and uh, Lisa Joy Nolan to write the script for a female-led Black Cat film on 2017. Sony revealed plans for a spinoff based on Spider-Man 2099 to be released in late 2017. The character later eventually appeared in the post-credits scene of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, voiced by Oscar Isaac. However, between December 2013 and the release of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 in May 2014, Garfield and Webb revealed that while they would both return for the third film, neither was certain of their involvement in the fourth, while Webb confirming he would not be directing. 
Apparently, the just the whole production and stuff started to take its toll, and they weren't sure they wanted to commit for such a large series. And then Orky had left the third film to to work on Star Trek Beyond. And let's see, Chris Cooper was going to be returning as Norman Osborn in Amazing Spider-Man 3 and focused on Peter recovering from Gwen Stacy's death. And it was delayed and delayed, and then... Following the hack, Emma Stone was revealed to be in talks to return as a resurrected Gwen Stacy. Sorry, I know there's a lot of information. I just want to cover it all in The Amazing Spider-Man 4. And it all kind of fell through with The Amazing Spider-Man 2 falling very flat with the critics and financially. And then soon after, soon after in early 2015, a deal between Sony and, and Marvel was made to do Tom Holland. They were actually discussing about bringing the Andrew Garfield one into the MCU. But they didn't want to... They decided not to because of the uncertainty of the franchise that Sony had and kind of like the issues with the movies overall. Entirely fair in my opinion. Entirely fair in my opinion. Are you glad the series ended it too? Yes. Because I, I don't know where it would have gone. I like, it I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Like I don't dislike it, but he's probably my third favorite. So that becomes the question then. So what do you think of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man? How does he compare to the one we've already seen in Tobey Maguire? We'll talk about Tom Holland at the end. I really like three. Andrew Garfield as an actor. But as Spider-Man, I feel like he doesn't have... Uh, he, I, I mean, the one thing everybody says that's like he's the better Spider-Man, like in the suit, he's more quippy, he's more fun, and then Toby's the better Peter Parker, like emotional wise. Which, I mean, kinda, I kind of agree with that, but I think Tobey Maguire's better overall. Yeah, because as we as we discussed today, you know what, like a lot of those quippy scenes are not very good. You know, like a lot of the, a lot of the scenes with, um, like the quipping in the beginning where he's kind of a jerk, and then in the sequel where he just. Gets people possibly killed so you can make jokes with Rhino. You can call me Webhead. You can call me whatever you want. And then, oh, sorry, gotta go. Gotta go save one dude while three cars get blown up. So I, I, I think that's honestly an invalid, like not, not, not okay. You don't want to say invalid opinion. Obviously, I just disagree with that. I mean, because I think, I think you're right in the fact that it does the quippiness really matter, especially when it's not that good. Like, what do you think? I still think the quippiness is fun. I mean, it's it's more in the spirit of Spider-Man, even though I do have issues with the tone it takes at times. But, I mean, like, he's more fun. He's, he, has a be- he has a better physicality. The, his, his interactions as Spider-Man, like, the fighting's better. The swinging's better. The visual effects The do, visual uh, effects yeah, it's just help. That. I mean, that, I'm not going to give all credits to Andrew Garfield on that. True. But I just like Andrew Garfield as, a, as an actor, as a person. So I'll, I could give him my second place spot, depending on how I feel on that given day. And is it fair to say that our evaluations of these characters will be revisited when yes. we see No Way Home, assuming they show up, because that will be extensions of their versions of characters and their performances. And honestly, maybe Garfield is better with a lot better writing and directing, because to be honest, these movies are not written or directed well for any character. You mentioned Martin Sheen and Uncle Ben. We have problems with that that I think come down to strictly writing. Same with Green Goblin, same with Electra, I would say. So... I think that's where the, I, I do not like these movies, and therefore my opinion of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is not very high. I think he comes off a lot more annoying and a lot more irritating than fun-loving, quippy Spider-Man. I get that the webbing or the swinging is great. I get that he is quippy, but to a point where again, if you can point out flaws in a lot of the scenes when he is being quippy, is it really a positive? And in terms of emotions, yeah, the Peter Parker and Spider-Man from Tobey Maguire is just far more emotional, and you just feel a lot more watching those movies. There's a lot more emotional connection there for me. Maybe that's because I grew up watching them, but these movies don't have that. They don't oh, carry no, they, that. They certainly don't. They, don't they, carry have, they have that a few emotion. emotional scenes. Yeah. Uh, 
there was one that really that I thought was really good, but I can't remember. I think Gwen's death and I think his discussions with Aunt May are pretty great. Yeah, I think this has a lot of the the makings of a good, a decent Spider-Man movie, but I think it just really it just falls flat in so many other areas. The wheels fall off pretty early on. I think they they were too they were too hasty in making a Spider-Man reboot after Spider-Man three came out, and they were too busy trying to create an extended universe and plug so many things. The Sinister Six. Excuse this me, is kind of like what the DC was kind of doing with Justice League. Exactly. And a lot of this has even been cut out. You know, I mean, honestly, is is our perception of Electro a lot better with with uh, his mother? And one of the things about it was apparently one of the scenes with Electro was um, he dies and he goes back to visit his mother and his mother is no longer sick. She was sick at the beginning, but she was actually fake being ill and was now living all fine because she was getting money from covering up her son's death. Which is like, honestly, that's pretty crazy, and I kind of like it. And mm. that scene just cut out. Really, I think that put you know, I mean, that you chop off the character, the villain at the knee, and he's like, he doesn't have much to stand on in terms of. And I think that definitely affects these movies, and I think that again affects our perception of Andrew Garfield and his performance. And again, I don't think his performance is that good anyway. I like Andrew Garfield and a million other things. Hacksaw Ridge for one of them, The Social Network another. Right, he's great. He has been, but this movie just. These movies, excuse me, it just doesn't. I just don't think it works. I think it was honestly too soon of a reboot and too much trying to rehash what had been done before. One of the things I'll credit Tom Holland for, and we'll or Tom Holland Spider Man for, and we'll talk about that when we get to those after Christmas break or winter break, is the idea that they don't go back to the origin. You know, they don't have Uncle Ben. It's at least different. It's not the same thing. Even the suit looks different. I kind of like standing out from the suit. I don't like the suit personally, but I like trying to separate yourself from the original movies that have been done. Any final thoughts, Davis? I really don't have much else to say, but uh, overall, averaged out probably about a six for this series overall. For me, it's going to be about a five. It just I, I just didn't. I think I think I think honestly, at that point, our scores are pretty comparable because we just did not enjoy a lot about them, and they just I feel they fall flat in a lot of areas. I think there's a lot of Studio interference, there's a lot that you can see in terms of how all over the place the movies are, and there's a lot of trying to fit in way too many things with way too many, or way too little time, I mean. Uh, also, No Way Home trailers dropping tomorrow. Whoa. On the 16th, So from the time of recording this for us. And in that case, let's talk about that for a second, if you want. Um, what do you want to see versus what do you think you'll see? I think they'll probably tease and uh, Andrew and Toby... But I'm not sure. I'm kind of conflicted on how. I think they'll probably show the villains. They'll probably show Willem Dafoe's face. I'm sure they'll maybe show a shot of Electro. Uh, I feel like they kind of have to show Andrew or Toby, but I think they shouldn't. I, but I also would like to have the peace of mind of knowing that they're in it. I'm just saying if I can see... If you hear the Danny Elfman score at the end of the trailer, like a little hint of it, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I think, I think you know, if we could see... Um... I want to see Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. That's that's a given. I want to see that. I want to see a bit more Doc Ock. I also want to see the visual effects look a lot better because some of the promo shots they've released have looked bad, to be quite honest. One of the Doc Ock's like a PlayStation 2 Spider-Man 2, which was bad. So I don't think they'll show Toby or Andrew. I think they'll do little hints here and there. They'll drop a hint or two because to a certain point, you know, I said it a few weeks ago, the anticipation will sell this movie, but you got to make sure the anticipation is justified. Fans are not going to go if they don't think he's there. Tobey Maguire and Zendaya were spotted together in the same restaurant. 
I don't think they were together, but they happened to be in the same restaurant. But I think this is trying mm. to trick you. They were nearby, though. I mean, what are the odds? Unless they're working together in a similar spot nearby. Let's mm-hmm. see. I'm looking at this oh. photo here. Oh, let's see where who we got. Toby. It looks like Toby took a picture with some fans. And Zendaya's nearby, or is that not Zendaya? Oh no! Did Davis fall for? No, that's Zendaya. That's let, Zendaya. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, that's the same place. So here's here's Toby. As you can see here, there's Toby right there, and then right there, where is she? Right there is Zendaya, and you can see the. They have the same background. And that's like the background as if they were feet and away from each other. And there's someone with a Spider-Man thing on their head. Uh, oh, this yes. Is, also, yes. it looks like someone speaking Portuguese tweeted this. Give me the Sam Raimi fourth movie. I want to see Bruce Campbell's Mysterio, and I want to see more. Toby looks good. I mean, yeah, he had to get physically fit to be Spider-Man again. Not no. to mention, he's not aged much at all, actually, which is very impressive. He's, he's starting to be in more movies again, I believe, is... Some of the things I've heard. That as of I actually. Let's check. Let me check. Toby Let's look, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. And check this out. Um, yeah. So that's that. Pretty much wraps up though our Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Excuse me. Discussion. But, okay. Oh. I'm ba- he also is in Boss Baby, so he he oh, has had work from gosh. Boss Baby. I forgot oh, to mention. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hans Zimmer was in Boss Baby too, technically, but that doesn't. He's in a TV series called Extrapolations, which is currently filming. Oh. He's in the movie Babylon. That's in post-production, which was directed by Damien Chazelle, who also really? directed La La Land. Wow. I might have mispronounced his name. He's in- No, Damien Chazelle's correct. Okay. Uh, he's in Boss Baby. Stop citing that. I mean, he's in it. But yeah, other than that, he's been kind of sparsely getting work since 2014. But I think he's starting to come back. He's going to be in a TV show. I just mentioned that. Yeah. I hope he comes back. I think Tom McGuire's a pretty decent actor. Yeah, I like Tom McGuire. I think yeah, I completely agree with that. I think he has also- a tendency to overact sometimes, like in Brothers, where he like freaks out, destroys the kids. You know what I did? Whoa. What? Just, I don't know. Look, uh yeah. This room for Tom McGuire. Also rooting for Brendan Fraser. Everybody's rooting for Brendan Fraser. The last time Tom McGuire tweeted was twenty thirteen on his Twitter. So I, don't go there if you, you know, want updates. <laughs> I, I, I hope I hope it'll just be when the movie releases and he'll just he'll just uh tweet out the video from Spider Man Two. It's like, I'm back. I'm back. And let's see the Darius, I thought you'd think that was funny. I was just saying, when you said I'm back, I was thinking of Cam Newton just Oh then. no, I was th- I was thinking of the uh falling down. Yeah, I know. And then, doom. ow, my back, oh, my back, my back. I don't know if he's that loud, Davis. Oh, I, whatever. Okay, anything know. else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, I'm pretty much, I've got it all wrapped right. up. It's a pretty good episode, I would say. I think so it's pretty we, good. We, 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 talk, we talked a lot. Uh, thank you all for listening to this episode through the lens as we discussed The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and what we thought of Andrew Garfield's performance as Spider-Man compared to Tobey Maguire's as we prepare for Spider-Man No Way Home to be released. The trailer will be released tomorrow. That'll be Tuesday for us, but that'll be four days ago for some of you if you listen to the day this episode premieres, this upcoming Friday. And... Uh, you can follow us along at through the lens Weagle. That's through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram for any updates on the show, any ways to contact us for any movies you'd like us to review. You can just contact us there, and you can talk to us again. We we encourage anybody who wants to talk movies just come talk to us about because we I mean we, we talk about movies every Monday for two hours a day essentially. So by all means, all are welcome. You can also follow Eagle underscore AU on Instagram and Twitter for all updates involving WEGL. You can go to WGLFM.com for all articles on sports, movies, album reviews, and where a lot of the podcasts can be found. And again, you can listen to all Through the Lens episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms. 
We'll be back, not next week, but the following week for a Christmas-themed episode. What movies will they be? Well, we'll reveal that in that episode. But finally, Davis and I will get to do a Christmas-themed episode. But again, I'm Alex Houston alongside Davis Carroll. We thank you for listening to this episode of Through the Lens on the Amazing Spider-Man series, and we will see you all next time.